0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tom Curran, and this is Tom Curran's Patriots Talk podcast. On today's pod, we have a special guest. It's Jeff Benedict, author of this book, The Dynasty, set for release from Simon & Schuster on September 1st. I got the book, and I've started reading it. Jeff, of course, is the biographer who wrote the tremendous biography of Tiger Woods. He's also the author of 16 other books, Tiger Woods' book, I remember when I received it, um, as Jeff was a close friend of Michael Hawley's and still is, he sent us that book in 2018. I began reading it and stayed up until about four in the morning. Woke, went to sleep for about four or five hours, woke up and finished reading it the next day. This book last night, I sat down at midnight and I read it until two, got 100 pages in and I can't wait to start it again tonight. This is a book that as I looked at it, I said, why should somebody other than me write this? This is, I'm a little green with envy that I wasn't able to write this book. I should have been able to have the the gumption, the gall and the uh, intestinal fortitude to get my brain around how to do it. Then I started reading the book and it makes perfect sense as I started to read it, why in the hands of Jeff Benedict, this is a book that's probably gonna be something that none of us expected. The depth of interviews, the depth of information, the scene setting, 100 pages in again, and stories that I thought I knew, like the back of my hand, I'm learning, have a whole arm attached to it. All right, so now we bring in my friend Jeff Benedict, and, and Jeff, as I said in my intro, I'm 100 pages into your book. And when I got the book, I said to myself, you know, I wanted to write a book like that. I've been here the whole time. I'm the insider. 100 pages in, I said, can't do what this guy did. This is incredibly well-reported, well-sourced, and it's just, to me, everything a Patriots fan already knows, but to the granular level, and I'm only 100 pages in, how did you look at this sandwich and say, okay, it's 20 feet long, where do I start chewing? (laughs) that's a great question it it
1: reminds me of uh something john steinbeck once said when he he said every time he starts a novel and you think about i've got to go 500 pages and you ask yourself what in the world am i doing like why would i ever want to do this and i did feel uh a tremendous sense of being overwhelmed just this foreboding at the start of this process because it's such an epic story tom and i don't need to tell you this but to me, we're talking about uh, tackling the the greatest sports dynasty, certainly of this century in America. And arguably, it's in the conversation with the greatest sports dynasties in the United States ever. It's in that conversation, you know, with the mantle Yankees and the DiMaggio Yankees and the Russell Celtics. It's It belongs in that pantheon. And so when you're at the beginning of it and thinking about how do you do this, um, I, I spent months thinking about that. Um, more than I ever have, actually, in a book project, certainly more than Tiger Woods even, where you just think about structurally, how do you do this? How do you set it up from a storytelling standpoint? You know, things like where to begin. Um, and I I really, um, to your point, I, I'm not an insider like you. I And actually, that was a thing that was daunting for me too, is I know you, I know Michael Holley. I know all these guys who have been around this franchise forever. Certainly the glory years, you've been there for the whole thing. I wasn't there for any of it. Like I've, I've literally never covered a Patriots game. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never been in the press box for a game. I've, I've never to this day attended a press conference uh, hosted by the New England Patriots. And, and here's this sort of army of guys like yourself, uh, men and women you know, who've, who've been around the team. And so it was sort of this idea of what can you bring that would actually add value and be different. And I tried to look at it from the perspective of the one thing I can relate to is I'm born and raised in new England. I'm a new Englander, like to the core. And so I, what I do feel like is I really understand my audience. Um, because the core audience for this book is people who live in New England Mm -hmm. and people who have followed this team and are in love with this team. And it's not to say I don't want to write it for people in other parts of the country. I want them to read it too. And there's a great story there, even if you're a Jet fan or a Steelers fan. But the core audience is us who
0: live in New England. And
1: I think I at least
0: understand the audience. Yeah. And I think that that came clear to me as you begin the book. First of all, it was really just a an inspired way to begin the book with the preface um, and I don't want to give away too many of the goods, but it really, I'm like, where is he going to start? Well, he started with the Bledsoe injury and the imagery during this preface that the conclusion of it to me was again, inspired. It, I, I just said that there's no better way to start this book. And then it retreats to Robert Kraft and then into the purchase of the team, which to me, we all know how it went. But we didn't know the machinations that really existed, the leveraging, the chess game that Robert Kraft engaged in throughout in trying to secure pieces around the stadium and, and the, all the machinations between the Sullivans and then Kayyem and then James Bush-Orthwine and uh, Goldman Sachs, which was running the bidding. And it's just been fascinating. And I think that that is what, to me, sets apart this story from one that I, yeah, I know what happened. You really don't know what happened. Am I going to keep finding that out as I go through the next, okay, I'm a hundred pages in, we're going to get to page five. So I, it's going to go, this is the way I felt when the Tiger Woods book ended. I wanted more, not because you didn't tell enough, but I was just so fascinated. Am I going to find this for the next 400 pages? I know the story. I live the story. I watch the story, but there's going to be some things that I didn't really know. I think that
1: you know i i'm fortunate that i have a a wonderful book editor editors make such a difference on writing they're underappreciated they don't get their name on the book but one of the things my editor gave me the same challenge with the dynasty that he gave me with tiger woods which was i want the reader to learn something new on every single page of this book so if the book is 500 pages long that's at least 500 things that you need to find that no one else knew that's really hard in the new england market because the patriots are the they're the most beloved team in new england now they're they're the kings and they're covered the most saturation coverage and so i was coming at this from a standpoint of uh, like a different place not being a beat writer or even technically a, i'm not a football writer i mean I would never profess to be that. That's not what I am. I'm more of a biographer. I mean, the last 10 years, I've mainly written biographies. And so I took the approach here, Tom, this is not a person. This is not a book about a person. This is a book about a team or an organization. It's a book about a franchise. And so I sort of took the same approach that I would take if I was doing Steve Young's biography or Tiger Woods' biography, except this is a biography about an organization, a dynasty. And I really went into it with two central questions that I think all Patriots fans are interested in. In fact, Patriot haters are interested in this question, which is number one, how was this dynasty built? How was it made? Because we've had, depending on how you define dynasties, there's been four or five in the history of the NFL. The Packers were a dynasty in mm-hmm. the The Steelers were a dynasty in the 70s. The Niners were a dynasty in the 80s and into the early 90s. And you could argue the Cowboys were a dynasty when they won three Super Bowls in four years and then sort of fell off a cliff. What distinguishes this team, this dynasty, from all of those is that all of those dynasties, Packers, Steelers, Niners, they ran their course in roughly a decade. Yes. And after 10 years, the ship had sailed. People retired, people got beat up and, you know, it's just all those things. This organization has run, extended their dynasty for double the length of any of its predecessors. And this is not baseball, it's football. And so my second central question coming into this thing after how did they build it is how did they sustain it for so long? And I, I didn't realize up front, Tom, that the second question was actually going to be harder to explain than the first one. And, and But my curiosity about the two was, was equal. And, and I think, you know, that's what I was looking
0: for going in. Hey, check this out. The all-new Roto-World Premium Subscription Package has the tools and resources you need to dominate your fantasy leagues from drafts through playoffs. Best of all, subscriptions are not just one sport. They include football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. Check this, too. As a listener of the Patriots Talk podcast... Get $10 off any annual subscription to RotoWorld World Premium. To find your edge, visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code POD-VIP-10 at checkout. That's POD-VIP-10 at checkout. I've maintained that this dynasty had a 1.0 and a 2.0 version. The 2009 season was the rebuild, the nadir, where it broke apart. And then because of the continuity of the head coach and the quarterback and a lot of the coordinators, and of course the owner, it was able to reboot. And it's not the same dynasty necessarily. The second half was the Brady part of the dynasty. A little bit of nitty-gritty if you can give us some insight into the book. Um, And we only have a couple more minutes, unfortunately, with you. But um, First, who changes the most of the three main protagonists, Belichick, Kraft, and Brady, over the course of the 20 years in your estimation?
1: Um, that's an interesting question.
0: Uh, who was the, okay, maybe phrase it this way. Who was the most true to himself throughout? That might even be harder.
1: <laughs> well, the th- here's what I would say about that. I it, Those are two questions I you know, you could say a lot about it, and, and the t- we don't have enough time to really delve, but I think I'll answer it this way. One of the reasons and there are many reasons but one of the reasons I believe that this dynasty has been so strong for so long, is because those who lead it and you just mentioned the three sort of key leaders um, one is a, as a master executive, one as a master coach and one as a master quarterback is that I think in their own spheres, each of them has been true to their core throughout. And I think that, that is, that's really rare when you get to the space that, that the three of them are in, in terms of their success level. Um, they they don't change. I'm not saying they don't evolve as human right. beings. All of us evolve and they certainly evolve, they age, They they do all the things that, human beings do, but in terms of what has guided them and what's been their sort of principles, I think those have remained unaltered. And so consistency and continuity are, are qualities that really distinguish this organization from the others. The, the kind of, we as New Englanders value things like continuity and consistency. We also take it for granted in a big way with this team. And I think, so part of the thing I was trying to do, Tom, in the storytelling is without sort of saying that, is showing the reader the consistency in behavior and practices that those three guys have through this story. And you said you just got the book yesterday and you're 100 pages in. Um, You know, Robert Kraft is obviously uh, a dominant figure at the outset, because he's like the only one on the stage at that point. And you're seeing though, what he's about long before he owned the Patriots. Right. right. I mean, I think anybody who's reading that will see way before he's the owner and everybody knows he's the owner. He's, he's the same man, but he was just doing other things a long time ago. And so without getting into the details, cause I'm not supposed to do that with you. I know. It's just the selection of the first scene that he's in, you know what that scene is. I chose that scene uh, in, you know, in his 20s for a reason. Because I think it foreshadows so much about because him. And it also foreshadows things that you would never imagine would be linked to the New England Patriots' success.
0: My last quick question before I have to let you go is this. Was this offseason leading into 2020 inevitable? Eventually, there had to be... Bill had to be Bill, Tom eventually had to be Tom and leave the nest, and Robert had to eventually say, I got to let it happen.
1: Yeah, I'm going to punt on that question just because um, it gets me into talking about like things I wrote toward the end of the book and I don't want to do spoilers. Well, I think the great thing is that Uh, that
0: you get to it, that you're in that, and that this is a current book. September 1st, my friend, is this when this drops? September 1st. You'll be back with us so that we can get into the nitty-gritty? I would love to do that. I truly appreciate our good friend Jeff Benedict joining us this morning. A privilege, and uh, you're going to love it, people. You're going to love it. Thank you, Jeff.